gentlemen boys and girls welcome to bulls on tap i am your boy buzz and i'm joined by my dude goose aka bulls scripted we are here after a 110 105 overtime loss to the miami heat jimmy butler's miami heat that is a couple house cleaning notes here be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your chicago sports literature and podcasting needs following us on twitter at ontapsportsnet following this show specifically at bulls on tap following keith aka goose a.k.a. at Bull Scripted, and following me, at Buzz on Tap. Keith, we were not here after the Warriors game. We're just going to pretend that didn't happen again. Um, I had a crazy jam-packed weekend, man. I had to go to St. Louis for a work party, so I was unable to do that episode. But we're here after this loss, 110-105 to the Heat, man, and it was a heartbreaker. Um, Bulls were in it to win it the whole game. Uh, let's get your thoughts running through this thing, man. Well, I would like to point out, for those who watched the game, uh, who didn't we see in the second half of this game? I, I believe that was Ryan Archie Diacono. Did not, and, also uh, didn't see Cornette either. Or Gafford. Oh, yeah, yeah that, that, that was the other guy. Uh, Gafford, that's a problem. Um, but why did you play them in the first half? There I was get no Jimmy Butler to. was stealing fouls everywhere. We had foul trouble. But you ended up playing Gafford, what, one and a half minutes, two minutes? He finished with three fouls. Why did you put fucking Cornette in the game, who I believe was a minus seven in, like, one minute of play? Yeah, Cornette played three minutes, dude. He was, uh, yeah, he was on minus seven in the plus minus there tonight. Um, I thought it was weird. I thought it was strange. I just thought that they might bring back in. Wendell or something like that when it came down to that point and when Gafford got all the fouls called on him or even brought back in Lowry to pair with Thad. The rest was there. You know what I'm saying? Like It wasn't like Lowry was like getting run into the ground with minutes. So I don't understand why we didn't do that. But by bringing back in Cornette to check Bam, and that's what he had to do. He had to check Bam. This was noticed. He gets exploited well, wait, immediately. You mean I didn't tweet about that be before the game <laughs> fucking started? <laughs> I mean, it's just like, dude, I... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. no. We, we got to acknowledge that. Go ahead. Go run well, with it. We, we, we talked about... You put out a tweet. Are we going to have Archie guarding Butler tonight? And I said, why don't we just throw Cornette at Bam while we're at it? Sarcastic, obviously. And, uh, end of the day, Achilles heel. In the first half? Net. <laughs> and that, in three minutes, three minutes, the son of a bitch killed the game. <laughs> three minutes, three. He can breathe now. He had his sinus surgery. He's all cleared up. Still negative seven. Three minutes. Yeah, I that he that he never should have seen. The Bulls played twelve players tonight. Twelve. Jim. Everybody. Everybody that was available. Jim runs his offense like 2K, back before 2K had the staggering of minutes, right? So check this out. Like in 2K, I haven't played the newest one, but, you know, 
last year's we'll use for example in 2k you can set your minutes for your players right and then you can go into that other screen where like you break down their minutes so you can overlap minutes have zach go to the bench and then have lowry stay in so you know you're not you're not substituting your whole bench in at one time right jim forgot to tweak that setting i mean we had a five-man rotation almost or or, i'm sorry a five-man sub again tonight almost he changed four out at one time in the second quarter i'm like what are you doing (laughs) <laughs> you know, I uh, it baffles me though, and I feel like we get into this every episode, and I hate to do it because I'm just beating the boiling horse. Like, ooh, but first half, Denzel Valentine, eleven points, no technical fouls, no verbal altercations. Second half, I don't think he saw the floor. He why. He had Why? 14 minutes in the first half. See, I wish I can look that up. Are you able to look that up on your – because if I go on my computer and try to do it, I'm screwed. I, I think we saw Denzel in the third quarter. I'm pretty sure we did. I know we didn't see him in the fourth. We didn't see him in the – if, yeah. if he played the third, he didn't play very long. I mean, he was so, a, he was in, he was plus in the plus minus, too. There's only two bench players that were – and that was uh, Denzel and Shaq Harrison. And that was something that, again, so let's get back into this Ryan Archidiakono thing. And we're going to have to address this because there's some people on Twitter, multiple people, but people in general, you know, sticking up for Archie. And listen, I'm sure Archie's not a bad guy, okay? Uh, I'm sure he's not a bad guy. but his Somebody like, with hair like that has to be an impeccable person. Exactly. But with his 8.5 PER and... His 38% field goal shooting. Like, I, I don't and, – and his size on top of that. I don't need him in the game guarding Jimmy Butler when Chris Dunn is in foul trouble. I will happily take Shaq Harrison off the bench and use him for that. Now, something that – You know, and it's, it's like Jim got a phone call at halftime, and they're like, hey, dumbass, you can play Lowry and Thad at the same time. You don't just have to play small at the small forward position. Because in the second half, Jim actually had somewhat competent rotations outside of not letting Valentine see the floor very much. Right, right. And but like I said, it took him it took him for, you know, that, that stretch with Cornette and Archie in the game to realize, oh shit, I'm losing this. Cause Jimmy started to eat. Then you put somebody on Jimmy, not like Shaq Harrison's gonna stop Jimmy. I'm not saying that. But he can definitely stick with them. He's athletic enough to stick with them, and he can bother them a little bit. And that's, you know, it, it, it's just the same. It's the same old, same old. Yes, I agree with you. His rotations in the second half weren't too bad, but his play calls and his draw-ups out of out-of-bounds plays were unfucking believable I, I, I refuse, well, no. in, I refuse to believe that... that Zach Levine kept ch- chucking up threes off out-of-bounds plays. I refuse that he did that, like, just on his own. I think Zach's feeling it. And at the end of the game, that was kind of a two-for-one situation. <sighs> no, I mean, Zach was off tonight. I think he was one of eight, one of nine from three-point. I don't have the stat sheet up. but So Zach was off tonight. Um, and you wish they would have went for Lowry more because he was on. And that's, that's the, the biggest problem with Jim is, like, once he realizes something, it's a quarter too late. Right, right. Like Lowry's hot. Why? Why is he sitting so much? At crucial parts of the game. I understand like what we're doing right now, and like you know, 
blaming Jim and everything like that. And I, we there's more blame that's going to be placed across here. I mean, I, I'm going to give a little bit of credit where credit's due. The Bulls did hang in there against a, an elite team who's 17-6 and six at home where they're undefeated. It just sucks that we couldn't close it out the right way. But they got no help whatsoever, Goose, from the refs in Miami tonight. They had 31 oh, personal fouls. Jimmy uh, Butler was 3 from 14 from the field, brother, but he was 17 of 21 from the free throw line. It's absolute bullshit. Jimmy took 21 free no, throws himself. The Bulls took 27. In the first half, those those fouls that he was stealing, they weren't they weren't even fouls. It's like you had Wendell and Thad and everybody just armed straight up and Jimmy would dive into him. Foul. Wendell Carter Jr. And I just put out a tweet. I'm going off the top of my head, but I think it's the Bulls have had 32 free throw attempts in the last two games to the opponents, 66. We've lost by a combined total of seven points in those two games. And Jimmy Butler, you expect him to get calls. Against the Warriors, they had 22 free throws to our five. Five. Five fucking free throws, and we lost by two points. And, and there's there's obviously other factors and a lot of other problems in this. But at some point, the Bulls have to start getting a whistle. Chris Dunn's leading the league, you know, top five in steals, playing less minutes than everybody ahead of him in that category. This man can't buy a whistle. Wendell Carter Jr. is an elite two-way player. He goes straight up eight times out of ten. Can't buy a whistle. Zach Levine is one of the best finishers and athletes in this league. Cannot buy a whistle. So when players like Gafford are getting fouls tacked on him, he's a second-round pick. He's a rookie. That's all right. I get that. You got to earn it. Doesn't matter if you're 6'11", got bunnies in your knees, and can block everything up to the top of the backboard. You got to earn it. But at some point, some of the Bulls players have to start earning calls. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right, man. You're absolutely right. Some, I mean, some of this stuff was just unbelievable to me tonight. Uh, you know, there there was a few instances too where you know Zach always has his little bit of his butterfingers when he gets in the lane, and I just I can't believe that. Like, I mean, it, he really needs to work on that. Remember when Omir Sheik used to play for us, and he'd get the ball and he'd lose it, and we like in the paint, and we're all just like, "What the fuck, man? Why does that keep happening?" That's what Zach reminds me of sometimes with his hands. He loses the on ball, that, and I'm on that challenge though. There was contact. No, I don't. That's, and, that's was 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 cir- and that's what foul? I was circling back to: is he was fouled. I believe he was fouled on that. He got I do grabbed. Think he was. Yeah, I thought he got fouled. It, it, it was, it was minimal, but at that point in the game, when you're giving calls to the other team the way that you are, to give the ball to the other team on that possession, that ultimately cost us the game. Right. So no, and once again, um, we're not. Neither of us are blaming this on the referees. There's a lot of other factors and a lot of places where this team has to improve. And unfortunately, we came in hot talking playoffs, and now we're probably going to be wishing for the lottery balls to fall the right way 
so I don't know. I, I don't really see a win streak. I don't see the Bulls moving on from Jim at this point. I think it's it is what it is. They're going to catch a heater, or they're going to get the seventh pick again. Yeah, I, well, I mean, yeah, we we could pretty much chalk this season up as an L. And, like, this game, like I said, I'm not, like, it sucked that we lost, brother. Like, that, yeah, that sucks. But, I mean, the, the guys had a lot of fight tonight. I think they got screwed. I think that a lot of the, you know, obviously I think they beat themselves towards the end there. Um I think Jim made a lot of stupid-ass calls that put us a little bit behind. I didn't like it. Like, again, drawn, you know, his play calling. And, no, uh, every time this asshole has a lead, yeah. he plays the bench or the fucking reserves that shouldn't ever see the game unless it's a blowout either way. He overplays or, the bench constantly. He overplays bad rotations constantly. And all the guy needs to do is bring his – I mean, if he can't figure it out, bring his smartphone to his table, okay? Or to 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 the bench when he sits down just, and looks at the plus minus. Just follow Twitter, Jim. Yeah. No, just follow Twitter, Jim. Yeah, right. I mean, that might help Be a you. Twitter coach. Twitter coach. Yeah. Hey, speaking of that, why don't we talk about something funny while we have the opportunity to before we finish off this game? So. Uh oh. Yeah. I think I know what you're tap on. Yeah, I I I. I <laughs> What what happened with you and the scout guy? I I know like people that listen to this show are probably you know follow both of us on Twitter. And I'm sure they're interested in that guy slid in your DMs, huh? Scout Brian? Yeah, the, Scout Brian. Yeah, the, the, the wizard man. Yeah, the wizard man. Yeah, what what happened with that? See, no, it it's weird. Yeah, uh, up until that day when he started to uh, try to gloat about Jim Boylan's defensive rating in the last five games against shit teams that were missing key players. <laughs> um, me and him were actually pretty chill. I mean. Really didn't like him DMing me all of his tweets and pretty much begging me to retweet him all the time when we've never really conversed and he never did anything for me. Um, and then, oh, yeah, he, he asked me for some Bulls connections. And there's, there's, there's other tweets in there. I He blocked me, of course. Um, but, no, I mean, for anybody who's on Twitter who knows Scout Brian, you can – pretty much see why he's not affiliated with an NBA team anymore. He acts like a middle schooler and I'm pretty good at dropping to low levels on Twitter cause it's Twitter and I wasn't affiliated with an NBA team and I don't claim to be, I am who I am, but no, I mean me and him were always cool and I pretty much just tried to call him on his shit and he got a little sensitive and, <laughs> and I, I sent out the nuke and I got the block. Oh, he blocked you, huh? Oh yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that was inevitable. Yeah, that was inevitable. That's fact. I, I asked that's him what, what the blog boy was, and he wouldn't answer me. So I figured that he probably saw that we were. Um, oh no! Connected. Did, did you see my tweet there? I was like, dude, yeah. you literally beg people to pay you on your Patreon every day, every single day. <laughs> you DM me to retweet your shit, so I know you're DMing like thousands of other people. Probably cashing that unemployment check, which is probably pretty hefty if he worked for the NBA. Um, so no, yeah, he's got nothing but time, and I don't, I don't know why he acts the way that he does. You think with the knowledge, he is, he is very knowledgeable, and I don't, I don't want to take that away. He's got a lot more experience and insight than I will ever be able to offer in terms of X's and O's. But he's a douche, and uh, he should probably just. Take it back a notch and, <laughs> and be a little more um, 
I don't know. Like Twitter's forward debate. I don't I, I don't have anybody blocked. If you annoy the shit out of me, I just mute you and then I never see what you say. Right. Oh, that's funny as shit, man. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I was just curious. I wanted to get I wanted to get that stuff. And then our buddy uh Mark Mark MK Hoops who you've had run-ins with, I've had run-ins with, but, I mean, we've become really cool, actually, uh, over, like, the last few months. Um, his tweet on that thread was, was my favorite out of all the tweets on that thread, and he goes, I always knew that Scout Brian would bring us together, and it just made me chuckle because I've seen you guys go at it back and forth a few times, and uh, I just thought that was funny as shit, man. So I just I had to ask you I just had to ask you about about that because I had a couple people ask me about what the hell happened and after you dropped that nuke of him sliding in your DMs I mean it just pretty much was game over I guess um, but yeah good yeah that, good that's usually what happens when you get the block you you said something that they can't combat and they're like I don't want anybody to see this oh <laughs> um, but but just to clear the air with me and MK Hoops we've had a lot of run-ins mainly because of his affiliation with bloggable and ever since I've been on Twitter there's been a mini feud there and I do my best to just kind of avoid him out of sight out of mind kind of thing um and there's been times where me and Mark have kind of crossed each other's paths and it's it's usually civil for the most part we don't really get vulgar it's not anything like that but it is it gets to petty levels uh, we've had our conversations in the dms and there's stuff there i could bring up too but uh me and mark are good um we're, we're at least at the point where we're, we're not trying to go at each other um and douchebags like brian can bring all of us together <laughs> fantastic shit brother fantastic shit so We'll finish up with the recap of that game. That was our little halftime show of the bullshit that we had to deal with watching tonight's game. So I want to get to the one of the last plays of the of regulation, really. And that's when the Bulls were looking for Jimmy Butler to do Jimmy Butler things. And he kicks the ball out to an outstanding rookie. Would you like to introduce this outstanding rookie to everybody? The one who drained right. a couple clutch threes? I'm going to share a very short personal story. <laughs> to lead into this one liner. All right. And, and when I was a kid, PlayStation 2, NHL, whatever, the first one that came out for PS2, they had a badge that was called the Hero Badge. And that pretty much meant in the last two minutes of the game that that player was more likely to score a goal on your goalie than anybody else. And uh, I brought my PS2 over to my cousin's house when we were playing, and my cousin Daryl was going down the lane with Mario Lemieux. And my cousin Dennis just yells, Oh no, he's a hero! <laughs> and of course, he scored the goal. And that is all I was doing for the last two minutes of the fourth quarter into overtime because Tyler Hero didn't hit a shot until it mattered, and then he didn't miss. The dude got set on fire, bro. The dude got set on fire, bro. Like, he was just draining clutch shot after clutch shot and that's the kind of things that jimmy butler can do for your team he he finds people he makes everybody around him better i do give him credit for that um i still don't well, think, I, I, think ultimately, I think he brings the confidence i think he does like when too. you have jimmy butler on your team you you don't feel like you're gonna lose he brings a regular season confidence and hope and wins and then when and, he, and that's something that the bulls they, they haven't felt yet they don't have comfortability Right. They they don't know what it means to win. 
So in those moments, and tonight, it wasn't that bad in crunch time. Zach Levine hit two clutch free throws to send it to overtime. He did miss one that ultimately could have decided the game about a minute earlier. But for the most part, for as young as we are, I thought at least down the stretch, we competed. And that's that's the underlying tone that we are trying to get to and end on a positive note here. The Bulls did compete against a good team tonight. They did. They really competed. They put it on the line. There was a lot of dumb shit that happened. Coaching mistakes, player mistakes. But we did put on a show on an opposing team's floor at the start of a back-to-back playing 12-man rotations against a team that hasn't lost at home yet. Right. Right. I mean, it it, it was just, oh, man, I, I tell you, Jimmy's made t- everybody on that team better. Bam, Tyler. I mean, God, dude, he's just made literally everybody better. Look at none. I mean, this this kid's undrafted. Well, look at Duncan Robinson. Yeah, Duncan Yeah, Duncan <laughs> Robinson. I mean, what the fuck? I, I put a, I put a tweet out earlier. Like the Heat are starting Duncan Robinson and Myers Leonard strictly because they can space the floor. Yet for the first fifteen games, we don't get Jim wouldn't let Denzel see the floor. Right. Oh, and, and he's got his flaws. Uh, I can agree, Jim. He needs some seasoning in some areas, oh, no. but his spacing, his secondary playmaking fits right into your system. Punishing him for no reason is asinine. I agree with that. Uh, but no, I mean, Jimmy's going to Jimmy, uh, I guess. <clears throat> I guess he's found his home because before tonight we were 2-0 and against Butler teams. Since the trade, now we're two and two. Yeah, yeah, two and two now because he beat us the first time in the United Center when they went up fifteen nothing on us, and Jim used his first timeout after we were down thirteen to nothing. That was what a game that was, huh? So I give credit where credits due. The Bulls played great. I do want to highlight a couple players before we move into um, tomorrow's game. No, no, now we sound like Jim. Oh, phrasing a loss. Yeah, I know, I know. But I have to do. I, I have to. Up. I know it's keep all rolling, good. Keep rolling. I have to talk about Chris Dunn. He was fantastic. No, Katie was. Katie was a baller tonight, brother. He was nothing but. He was nothing short of fantastic tonight. And nothing short of it. He he played great. I mean, sucks that we uh you know we couldn't pick up the win after such a great game that he played. Uh, Thad, the twenty three minutes he played, he looked pretty decent. You know, um, and then. Well, like, and, I, and I want to point this out with KD. They were running him off of the three-point line. That is not something we saw at all last season. It's because Chris was hesitating from three-point land. Right. And though he's, I think, shooting under 30% still despite hitting a couple in the last few games, he's not hesitating anymore. No, he's just pulling the trigger. And at, at some point, that is going to translate into him being able to get blowbys. Right. And we saw that tonight. And then we got another good game out of Lowry Markkinen tonight. It looks like he's really putting it together. I just can't wait for him and Zach to be able to put it together on the same nights because I still feel that they, those two could be a good duo together. But Lowry finishes with 22, seven boards, two assists, one steal. So those are uh, – That putback. Yeah. Woo! Oh, the putback. Uh, I mean, he that, that offensive board that he had in the third – um, that was fantastic. The offensive uh, uh, rebound he got, and then he came back down, went went up for a layup, put it back in. That was a huge ba- uh, bucket. So, I mean, he he had a couple great moments tonight. 
So uh, th- those are my two no. players that I wanted to highlight. No, yeah, we're finally starting to get a glimpse of what we know Larry Markkinen is. Right. And, um, and I'm glad because I'm tired of seeing these bus takes and people just shitting on this man because I, I don't know. I don't know how you throw the last two seasons out the window, see his first game, then find out that he's been playing through an injury and you just trying to break the man down like you are. Right. So we'll move in to uh, tomorrow's game. And this is a rough one, man, because we're coming off a back-to-back here. So we're playing, uh, we played, obviously, tonight in Miami against the Heat. And we're flying back to the United Center to take on the Raptors tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. The Raptors are 15-7. and seven. The Bulls are 8-16. and 16. Uh, The matchup predictor gives the Toronto Raptors a 68.2% chance to take this victory. Bulls have a 31.8% chance to take this victory. Uh, You know, again, they're not going to have Patrick McCaw. Stanley Johnson is out, and Van Vliet is day-to-day. So we don't know if he's going to be playing tomorrow, Goose. Um, Wait, you mean Patrick McCaw, the championship ring wonder? Yep. Wherever he goes, the rings follow. He's he's not playing. You know it. Um, I didn't even know he was actually playing to be here with today. <laughs> yep, yep. He uh, he is. He is. <laughs> so we have uh, tomorrow, again, again, against the Raptors here, you know, they have a starting lineup of Kyle Lowry, Van Vliet, uh, Gasol, OG, and Siakam. Um, Shit, that just means we're going to see Archie for 40 minutes because they play small. Yep, I was thinking the same exact thing. I was going to say that, but I tried curbing myself. Uh, you know, <laughs> Toronto's still a really good team. Siakam is uh, starting to branch off into elite, eliteness, um, if you will. And, I mean, they have a good supporting cast. Uh, If Van Fleet doesn't play tomorrow, we should be in good shape. Um, I mean, not like, you know, one player does not make a team in that sense, but, you you know, a good team like that. Freddie Boy's from the Rockford area where I currently hail. So anytime he comes to Chicago, he's looking to put on a show. Absolutely. I uh, I got a inkling that he's gonna play, yeah. whether he's hurt or not. Well, he only played twelve minutes tonight, and there, uh, uh, Toronto's also has a back to back, so they played today in a uh, in a W. It don't matter. And uh, adrenaline's a hell of a drug. Oh well, absolutely. He, but I'm like like I said, he only played twelve minutes, so that's what I'm wondering what's going on with him here. Um, I don't have all the he's, full information. He's he's, he's 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 gearing up for Chicago Showtime. <laughs> Oh, I'm telling you, he's not. He's not sitting. He's not sitting. Oh, he played let, let, let's hope he doesn't. Tonight. Yeah, let's hope he doesn't go he's off. He's playing limited minutes tonight because he had seats stacked for family and friends in the UC, especially with ticket prices going down. Yeah, no shit, no shit, man. I was there the first game we played Toronto. It wasn't a great time. Uh, it was not fun. So that's all I got, man. Uh, you got anything else to add for the people? No, I mean, hang in there with us. I know it's getting rough. Uh, we're going to keep bringing it to you. Uh, keep riding. Uh, I don't want to see you guys fall off the bandwagon before it gets good. Unfortunately, uh, preseason predictions are looking a little. <laughs> but there's still things to watch for. And the development of Kobe White has been impressive. His defense tonight is something I want to note before we close. He locked down or at least uh, forced Jimmy Butler into a couple uncomfortable situations, came up with a big steal. Uh, I'm happily being proven wrong about not trading up for Darius Garland and waiting for Kobe White because 
I do think he is going to be a great fit as long as the Bulls don't give up on Zach Levine. And if they do, Kobe will still be here. But uh, to wrap it up, we'll see you tomorrow. Stay classy. And uh, hold on loosely, but don't let go. (laughs) Oh, God. That's fantastic. Let's go Bulls. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> God.